Episode 88, Saving and Investing. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So Katie, this is a topic area that I'm super pumped about. And I think it's probably one of the most important things you can get right in the whole world of personal finance. And that's saving and investing. I know you are super passionate about it. Um, For anybody who doesn't know, Dennis walks around regularly, um, at least talking to me and like close friends about investment strategies and how much money he's saved and you do get really pumped. I do. And like what stocks to invest in and, you know, where to put your money. It's something that I'm super passionate about. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't know what they should be doing. Well, and you know what I think is really nice then is you're so passionate about it that it gets other people excited. Yeah. I mean, and ultimately it's that power of compounding that gets me so excited (laughs) because at the end of the day, if you get that right, (laughs) you're in a really good place. Okay. So, well... Tell us, why is it so important? Like, what is the end goal? Are you, when you're saving, are you saving for like retirement? Are you saving for a vacation? Why? I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is the why am I doing this? Right, Katie, it's, it doesn't just come down to saving for a rainy day. It comes down to saving for anything that could happen. Any outcome, any possibility, whether it's you have had a child and you're saving for their college or whether you're saving for that down payment on a house, it doesn't actually make a difference what the angle is. We always need to be saving. There's always something to save for, you know? And so if you can get that process in from a younger age, it makes it much easier for down the track when you all of a sudden need a lot more money. Yeah. Well, and I also kind of think of it as like, it's a lifestyle. Like you get used to putting X amount of money away you know, either a month or annually or however you work it, you're just in that routine of putting a certain amount of money away. Uh-huh. And it, it doesn't really matter what you're saving for, like you said. Yeah, super true. All right. You ready to dive out into today's episode? Yeah. Great stuff. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Katie, you know something that really like makes me think a lot? That's how many people don't understand that how important saving is. You know, they don't realize that starting young is literally the secret. Uh, then I think if I had a dollar for every time I heard somebody say, oh, I wish I would have started saving younger, I would have so much money because it seems to be everybody in like their 30s and 40s thinks back to coulda, woulda, shoulda, I would have started saving quicker. I find it really funny that you say I would have a dollar and then it's a money thing you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's beyond the point. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) But yeah, no, it is super important. And the reason it's so important is, is not because how much you're saving. That has got nothing to do with it. It has to do with consistency. You know, if you are saving hundred dollars for like three months versus someone that's been saving like $10 a month for like two years, that person that's been saving $10 a month is going to get ahead of you. You know, even though it's a much smaller amount, that difference will literally 
big volume. Well, and it's the consistency, right? Like with everything else, consistency is key. Yeah. And same as getting fit. You want to yeah. get you want to get fit, be consistent. Yeah. So it's that mindset and that person who's saving the ten dollars regularly is eventually going to be able to bump up their saving to $20 and $30. And then they're just going to keep going, but they're already in that mindset. Yeah. And by the time they're at a little bit older, but not too old, they will have so much money. They won't know what to do with it. They'll be able to retire young if they that's what they want to do or go on a exotic trip around the world. They'll be able to achieve things that they would ordinarily wouldn't be able to achieve. Yeah. Well, and I also think that a lot of people, are slow to start saving because of two reasons. They either think I'm too old, which is the point in starting now, or my budget is so tight, I can't save anything. So today we're going to be talking about having an emergency fund and what exactly that entails. And this is something that's also super important because what if, you know, what if that rainy day comes and you're without a job and you got bills to pay, what do you do? It's such a stressful thing. And I read, I've read quite a few times and the number seems to change, but like Americans as a whole live very paycheck to paycheck. And people, if they lose their job, a lot of people don't even have like a thousand dollars saved in their savings account, just in case like something happens. Yeah. And the thing that would always stress me out when I was struggling to have my emergency savings account, what if you're on your way to work and like you get a flat tire? Correct. Yeah. And then (laughs) you're already strapped so tight and then something as stupid as a flat tire really turns into a stressful problem. Yeah, it really does. And so like, how do we go about doing it? The best way to go about doing it is just starting to put a little bit of money aside every month, like, and make that your additional saving. Like maybe you say, I'm going to save 10% of my paycheck, you know, put that money aside, pay yourself first and stop holding up an emergency fund. And it doesn't have to be in cash. It can be invested in like stocks or something. So your money is at least growing, but it's important to be putting that money aside. So at least it's going to start compounding and growing and that you have that money if an emergency does occur. Yeah, well, and there are also a ton of really fun ways to start your emergency savings. There are tons of ways on Pinterest where, you know, you save a dollar each week and one dollar turns into two dollars and then, you know, it grows, I want to say, like within a year, six months, you can have a thousand dollars just by saving like that. Yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly those kind of, you know, ways you don't think like add up money, add up money. You and, know, it's insane. And it's a lot of fun if you do it with a friend too. Yeah. I've made emergency savings with my mom and we've had competitions with it. So I think that's really, you need to make it fun if it's going to be an emergency saving. So and 401k and like how to manage that as well. So what do you think, Katie? Uh, well, obviously I think 401ks are extremely important and everybody should have one with their job. And definitely if your job provides a matching benefit, you need to be matching at 3% or 4%. I think I've even heard some lucky people, their jobs match at like 6%. You definitely want to be contributing and matching your employer because the money your employer puts in, that's just like free money and it's going to be compounding and growing. And quite frankly, to be brutally honest, you're silly if you're not doing it. 100%. And initially I was like, yeah, like 401k, like whatever. But 
when you think about it, that you literally are getting a 100% return the second you like put a bit of money in and your employer's putting that much money in as well, it's literally a no brainer. So like even if you're not maxing out your 401k, at least getting that contribution match is really important. And you know, you can always build it up from there. You can just start with that match initially and then build it up to maxing out your 401k, but super, super important. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, definitely. So let's talk about if we're in a situation, once you've actually maxed out your 401k, what should you be doing? What are the type of things you should be considering investing in? Any ideas? I know you're going to say the stock market, but I also think real estate. Yeah. So the the stock market, your 401k technically will be invested in the stock market. So you could have a separate account or separate fund. You could use maybe some IRAs, a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. You could also, you know, like do some real estate. Like it, you can also do other stuff even as well, like fixed income securities, such as bonds, you know, and like even I would say crypto these days, you know, as a alternative investment. But where's the secret when it comes to crypto? You want to be safe. You don't want to gamble your entire future on a very volatile asset. And we have heard from really great resources that when it comes to crypto, you only invest like 2% of your savings. Yeah. You, so you, you don't, don't want to go, go all in. Yeah. You want you, you want to be able to expose yourself to the positives, but if something does go wrong, you're not in a terrible position. Right. You still want to be able to eat afterwards. Yeah. So it's definitely something you want to rather keep simple and not go overboard with. But yeah, there's a ton of other types of investments you can invest in. And heck, even investing in small businesses is a type of investment as well. <laughs> so if you've maxed out your 401k, congratulations to you. But Go it, you. But the buck doesn't stop, stop there. You know, you have to look at other ways to invest. And that's what we're doing as well. We're putting additional money away over and above the 401k. So it's definitely something that people should be doing. And to be honest, you can't rely on it. You know, you need to diversify. You need to have money stashed all over the place. So speaking about stashing money all over the place, there's a very new trend that started today and well, not today, but recently. <laughs> like within the past few years. <laughs> yeah. And it's called micro investing and micro investing is a fantastic concept. The idea you've seen a lot of apps pop up like this, like stash invest is one acorns is one, um, you know, even Digit. digits one as well, you know, and what these apps do is they take a little bit of money from your bank accounts and they invest it in securities. And normally it's like some type of a mutual fund or something like that, like sort of like low risk. But the benefit of it is that every week it's like an automated saving or, you know, like say for example, you have a, like a dollar roundup as well. Maybe more cost you three seventy, but because of this roundup, it will go to $4 and you're automatically investing the spare change as such. And I must say, as somebody who is not super knowledgeable when it comes to investing and everything, I'm still kind of learning about it and dabbling around here and there. I love this idea. And I have taken advantage of a couple. So I am using Digit. And I'm going to be totally honest. At first, I didn't love it. But I didn't love it because I didn't really understand it. And now that I understand it, because I would check my bank account and it would be like, Digit took five cents here and 10 cents there and $3 over here. And after a while, I was like, oh my goodness, what is going on here? And then I checked my Digit account and I had over $500 in there. It's amazing. And it was literally just 
pennies that they take that you don't miss. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, I love this digit thing. And I also use Stash Invest and I contribute a little bit every week. And that has really grown. I love these micro investing tools just because it makes me feel a little bit more um, comfortable. But I also feel like I'm you know, being able to safely stash money away. I think for millennials as well, it's a very easy and automated thing. And millennials as a generation are literally the generation that's investing the least, which is very scary. Only one in three. Yep. One in three people in millennial in the millennial age group is actually investing in the stock market, which is a scary statistic. Like it's crazy. Like at the end of the day, people are not going to be able to retire they're going to work for years and years. So don't be one of those people, you know, start investing today. And even if it's a small, like a buck here, buck there, it will add up and it will go somewhere good. Well, and that's how I felt with my Robin Hood when I first started investing in the stock market. I was very apprehensive and really nervous and started with 50 bucks and I've way grown my amount. Yep. And that's all it takes. So Katie, today has been an absolute power session in terms of like saving and investing. And I think that like my biggest takeaway is that you need to start yesterday. You know, this is the kind of thing that takes a long time to actually work up and work towards. And if you, if you start younger and the more you can put in the better. So it's kind of like you're saving a buck today to have two bucks tomorrow. Yeah. And my big takeaway is it doesn't matter how much you start with just start. You need to put $5 a week away or $10 a week. No matter how much it is, it will grow. So just start. Yeah. So anyone still listening to the podcast, just a reminder that the Money Minute is Monday to Friday. It's basically the Thursday episode. So the episode you listened to today, and you can check it out on Alexa or Google Home. Just check it out. Well, you can search for the Chain of Wealth Money Minutes. It'll pop up there and give us a listen, like build us into your daily routine. We're trying to help you give you daily tips that you can use and think of one money thing for a day, you know, and if you just start small, it will grow and help you become a better financial person. And kind of take that stress away out of, you know, my personal finance issues like, ugh. We want to make it a little easier for you. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Catch you on the flip side. 